0: Fiction is one of the few experiences where loneliness can be both confronted and relieved. Drugs, movies where stuff blows up, loud parties, all these chase away loneliness by making me forget my name's Dave and I live in a one by one box of bone no other party can penetrate or know. Fiction, poetry, music, really deep serious sex and in various ways, religion. These are the places for me where loneliness is countenanced, stared down, transfigured, treated. David Foster Wallace. Welcome to Angry Typewriter, a podcast about writing, the writing life. I'm Paul. I hope you're having a great final Sunday of May. And as we head into prime summer reading time, I want to ramble a little bit today about fiction. Now, I know you're thinking, don't we always talk about fiction on this podcast? Well, we do. But a lot of times it's about the nuts and bolts of writing or about publishing or about, in all honesty, specifically my books. And today I want to focus Just on fiction as a genre because fiction's awesome. I want to give you some recommendations both for standalone books and for book series. Uh, Most of the ones I'm going to recommend are going to be already out in paperback because hardcovers cost a lot. Of course, you could always still go to the library, which you should be doing anyway. But so today's episode is going to be just about fiction. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be getting back to the nuts and bolts part. Again soon. Today, fiction is most often broken into two very broad categories, literary fiction and genre fiction. Boiled down to the most simplistic of definitions, literary fiction is usually character-driven, while genre fiction is more plot-driven literary fiction is considered more quote-unquote serious while genre fiction is seen as more escapist or entertainment focused. Now these aren't bad as far as simplistic definitions go but they clearly have their limitations. There's literary fiction out there that is both highly entertaining and commercial and also driven by plot. While examples abound of genre fiction that is definitely character-centered it's serious enough to be nominated for prestigious literary prizes before moving on to some types of fiction you may not have either ever considered or perhaps never even heard of let's make clear what's meant by the term genre simply put genre fiction covers all the usual sections you'll find in your local bookstore mystery horror science fiction fantasy romance historical Western, etc., these are then broken down into further subgroups like hard boiled, cozy, bibliomystery, noir, police procedural, and more. All in the mystery genre, I did a whole episode on the bibliomystery, and that subgenre contains some very literary fiction. You should go back and check it out if you haven't. So, what are some lesser known types of fiction that you'll encounter? Here are a few. Magical realism. These are stories set in the real world, but with magical or fantastical elements woven in, as if they're just part of normal life. The most common examples come from Latin America, the novels of Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Isabel Allende, and Jorge Luis Borges being some of the most famous of this type. But it's not confined to Latin America. Bulgakov's The Master and Margarita, and Salman Rushdie's Midnight's Children are also excellent examples of magical realism. Another type is Epistolary, and it's one of my favorite types of fiction. These stories are told through letters, journals, and even more recently, emails. 84 Charing Cross Road by Helene Hamph, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, The Color Purple, And even Dracula are all examples of this type of fiction. For me, they create a personal, intimate aspect in the novel that you don't get with straight prose. Another type of fiction, and one that most are well aware of, is gothic fiction. Horror fans especially are aware of this. But it's not combined to horror. These scary stories, often literally ghost stories, are usually set in large old homes or estates. Shirley Jackson's Haunting of Hill House, Diane Setterfield's The Thirteenth Tale, Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles, and pretty much all of Edgar Allan Poe fall into this category. Another type of fiction that's not as common as the others mentioned here, but deserves its own comment, is metafiction. To use a film term, these stories break the fourth wall though not always by having the narrator acknowledge the reader directly. Sometimes they simply find ways within the story to let you know the characters know it's a story. Some examples would be Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five and Italo Calvino's If On A Winter's Night, A Traveler. This novel takes metafiction to the extreme. Its opening line is, you are about to begin reading Italo Calvino's new novel, If On A Winter's Night, A Traveler. Another type of fiction that you've been reading your whole life is Bildungsroman, which is just a big German word for coming of age stories. These include Joyce's Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man and Salinger's Catcher in the Rye, all the way to Donna Tart's The Goldfinch. Finally, the Roman A Clef novel. These are novels that recount real people and real events only thinly disguised as fiction. Now, you could easily argue that this is true of tons of fiction, maybe in some ways, almost all of it. But for this specific term, some examples would be The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway, The Rules of Attraction by Bret Easton Ellis, and Carrie Fisher's Postcards from the Edge. I like these type of novels because they give you a real insight into the author. If you're paying close enough attention, all of these various types can fall either into the literary fiction category or any of the many genres and subgenres of genre fiction. If you've never read anything in one or more of these categories, I encourage you to check them out. All this talk of literary versus genre fiction triggers a few thoughts in my mind on the place of both in your reading life. There's no doubt that serious literature can transform our lives to the point that we see ourselves and the world differently. The Razor's Edge did this for me 30 years ago and continues to do so today. But genre fiction is, or at least at its best can be, far more than simple escapism, especially given enough time. Just as Charles Dickens' novels went from being essentially the pop culture phenomenon of the mid-1800s to serious literature today. A 100 years from now, the Harry Potter series will no longer be seen as young adult fantasy books, but as timeless literary classics. In fact, they're already being taught in some college literature classes. Ultimately, the key to whether a book is transformative, has far less to do with an arbitrary category with how well the author does in reaching you the reader where you are and perhaps genre fiction has a better chance of doing this since we'll actually read it as opposed to the classics we merely talk about but never read with that in mind here are a few genre suggestions for your reading list this fall all of which are also series john dunning's bookman series which I've talked about before on this podcast. Part police procedural, part hard-boiled, all Bibliomystery. The first three especially are all classics. The Dragonlance Chronicles by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. If you want a rollicking fantasy quest, but can't make it through Tolkien's elvish songs, this is the series for you. Plus, it's kind of based on a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, which is really cool in and of itself. Finally, the Dresden Files by Jim Butcher, a wizard from Chicago who's also a private detective. Think of it as what it would be like if Harry Potter was a grown up in the Windy City and was funny and was also a badass. Those are just three examples. I'm sure a Google search would yield hundreds more. Find a series you can settle into and keep on reading. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining, especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the Support This Podcast link on the Anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep these episodes coming. And it will also go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.